This is ISN Now with Will Charlton and Noah Cowell. This guy wears the number four because he's a fourth-generation Illini. This guy just set the Memorial Stadium record for passing yards in a single game. This guy is the backup quarterback, maybe, still, to Luke Altmeyer. He goes by the name of John Paddock, and he led a miraculous drive against Minnesota and now is arguably the hero. There's no arguably. <laughs> he is he, the hero. He leads Illinois to the most points I've ever seen them score in my college tenure. Yours as well, obviously. Yes. 48 points. Illinois scored 48 points in the win over Indiana yesterday. They went 48-45 to 45 in the most dramatic of games that you could really possibly imagine. I mean, I would have predicted a score like, because we, we didn't get to preview the game because of our schedules on, on Friday when we usually record the preview episode, but I would have predicted a score like maybe 24 to 20 Illinois or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you're coming <laughs> in with defenses that are, neither of them are good. Yeah, because right? Indiana put up by far their most points of the season too. Yeah. Uh, Indiana in this first half uh, goes up 27 to 12, and yeah. I look over at you, Will, and I say, Indiana's season high is 29 points. Yep. And they you had 27. That. I can't confirm. And at that point, uh, Illinois goes down 27-12. It's just evident how bad the defense is. Uh, the secondary yeah. is just so undisciplined. Aaron Henry better by Barry Lunius and, and John Paddock. He better by them both steak, steak dinners. dinners. Yeah, 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 he better. <laughs> because uh, Barry Lunny they had both his, deserve it. Barry Lunny had his best game of his tenure, in my opinion. Without a doubt. I mean, the playbook was just so open. I well, love it. And it helps you not play in a team with a good defense, and so right. it allows you right. to be less conservative. Mm-hmm. And you're riding the momentum of the three plays that your quarterback had coming into the week. Yep. and. The, ru- the running game really wasn't that effective early on, but you're throwing the ball a lot. Yeah. Uh, after the first drive, um, the first three drives combined. It looked um, like Big Ten West football. It did. I guess uh, two drives from each team, you're 3-0, and you're like, well, that's that's expected. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels like maybe the the hangover uh, for John Paddock, you know, like the, the high is wearing off. Right. And I can't even, I can't even describe to you what what we witnessed really i, I still can't i, I, I can't this has either to be one of the greatest <laughs> stories that i have ever seen yeah a guy who <laughs> was a career backup for yeah. four years at ball state got yeah. his chance he was a walk-on before that mm-hmm. got his chance because he started last started year for, yes yeah. he started at ball state for yeah. last year threw for 400 yards in a game like this is a guy who when i was looking for his career high mm-hmm. um compared to 507 it actually was only 100 yards off yeah he played really but well to do in some it of those against games last a big year. 10 team instead of i presume a mac team is yeah Granted, I mean, Indiana almost lost, lost to Akron and should have earlier in the Still, year. But I mean, this guy comes in. It was miraculous enough last week. You come in completely cold. You throw three of the biggest passes of the season. Oh, yeah. And we, I was telling you, Will, no one's ever going to forget the John Paddock game. Nope. No one will. That wasn't the John Paddock game. This this on, this Saturday was. Yeah, yeah this was the John Paddock game. I couldn't have possibly imagined him following statue. that. Build the damn statue. <laughs> I couldn't have possibly imagined him following that with something even more heroic. <laughs> and you go into overtime after oh, wow. he has thrown for 486 yards yeah. and three touchdowns. You go into overtime. What does it say about him to be able to make that play to win the game after? I, it feels deflating, doesn't it? It's You do all that and you still yeah, haven't won yeah. after regulation? I mean, like when Illinois was up, I 
39 to 27 after the 27 0 unanswered uh, point streak, it, it felt like at that point, well, what are we going to end up winning this game by now? Because Indiana can't do anything all of a sudden. And Illinois is scoring on every single possession since going back to the second quarter. I mean, bef- the second to last drive in the second quarter up to the second drive in the third quarter, four straight touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. It's absurd. I've never in my whole entire life watching Illinois football experience something like it. And 507 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he wasn't the only one who was, was going off. I mean, I, no. I tweeted it yesterday. Let's look at all the career highs here. John Paddock, 507 yards, career high by far. By well, far. I guess I guess only by 100 yards, but True. still. Still Which 100 in, yards over career high still is still field. a lot. Yeah. Still a full football field. So Reggie Love, 24 rushes, 140 yards, two touchdowns. 140 also, yards is a career high oh yeah. as well. And also the first over 100-yard rusher of the season. As a run, oh, well, running back. As a running back, of course, yeah. Because uh, yeah. Altmaier was the Let's only clarify. one to do it once. Let's clarify that. So he's coming back from injury, three-game absence, mm-hmm. gets a career high in rushing yards. And as you can imagine, there are a decent amount of wide receivers from the 507 yards that got career highs. Yep. Isaiah Williams, nine catches, 200 yards. That's a career high. Oh, yeah. He increases his N- um, his Big Ten lead in receptions, which he already had, um, and gets closer to Marvin Harrison, second in receiving yards in the Big Ten. He's second now? He, he already was. He already was. Right, right, right. Uh, because after you get past Marvin Harrison and Isaiah Williams, it's actually kind of underwhelming in terms of the wide receiver numbers. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right, actually. I, I was trying to... I thought he was behind someone, but I, I don't know why I thought that. It I'm was a casual, I guess. Uh, well, I actually didn't know until I saw it <laughs> on the ticker of the Big Ten. I think I was watching Michigan State play ah, James Madison, which okay. that game was fun to watch. But anyway, that was Pat Bryant, five catches, 131 yards, 131 yards. Is his career high? Yep. He Case, got hurt, too. He did. He w- definitely would have had more. Oh, yeah. I mean, all that came in the first half, right? Most of it. Most of it did. Yeah. So I feel like he was, he was over, I want to say he was over 100. Oh, he was. I remember close I, I to it at his first half. three catches, he was at 110 or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Casey Washington, first career receiving touchdown. Let's give him a little applause here. Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. Got to gotta turn it up there. There we go. There we go. That's for you, Casey. Congrats on the first touchdown. Now, look, he's found the end zone before. That's it was right. to win the game against Penn State. But but it wasn't a touchdown. It was a two-point conversion. Also, he technically had found the end zone for real, but it was recovering a Reggie Love fumble. They actually talked about that in the press conference. Everybody was like, "That's right." how does it feel to get your first touchdown? And it was like, well, <laughs> technically I've had a touchdown before. And Reggie Love was talking about it. He was like, I've always been giving him crap for never getting one outside of just because I fumbled. Yeah. And now he's a little disappointed. I wasn't he able to go to the player crap for conferences that. yesterday. So, <laughs> But no, that was really funny. Um, so yeah, his first receiving touchdown, 99 yards. You wouldn't think that's a career high, but it is. Just for a guy like that, too, you think his career high is probably like between maybe 130 and 150, but no, it's 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 surprisingly like low. He's, he just hasn't been looked too much in the past, and this is also... He's a guy you can rely and, on, obviously. Yes, but. he has had some insanely big catches. In he's big the moments. reason Toledo's not undefeated right now. Yes, and so. he's the uh, big reason why Illinois beat Penn State two years ago, but Very true. that's his first receiving touchdown. 99 is his career high, and let, let's also, let's not take away from the game that Indiana had. 
Brennan Sorsby. Oh, he for redshirt freshman. Redshirt freshman. Yeah, I mean, career he's really high in passing. Yeah. two hundred eighty nine. He's had, really been impressive these yeah. last handful of games. He had like, five I mean, total touchdowns. I know two it's, two rushing, which is he looked very impressive. Well. And that one interception. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I think Illinois got away with a defensive penalty on that play. That's that's what I was <laughs> saying too. We, um, we, we would have to look back at the the replay yeah. because it didn't actually show what happened on that side. It just showed Sorsby throwing the ball. Great play by Macrosetich, of course. But you know, it's I do think that I can't remember who the Indiana target was getting. Uh, thrown to there was, but uh, I wouldn't I'm, be surprised if it was Donovan McCauley who I had a either. career day as well. <laughs> yeah, by he, far. <laughs> he had um, career high two receiving touchdowns, career high 137 yards. This is like, how many times have I said career high? It was his first game over 100 yards ever, right? Two? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many times have I said career high? All of these guys had field days, and yes, a lot of it can be pointed to both defenses are, are awful. So these are, these are two Big Ten teams, right? It didn't look like it. No. The Styles didn't. Not at all. Barry Lunny, we can... If you Illinois know scored over 30, it wouldn't have looked like it. Here, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. It hasn't happened before, but Barry Lunny, on your performance yesterday, well done. Well done. Well deserved. It looked very good. Illinois um, only one win away from bowl game now because of you. So, bro, because of your play calling. Yes, but now I think we should uh, transfer over to something you said earlier. He could paddock after one of the greatest games in Illinois sports history... Yeah, I mean, he this could. Is a, this is going down the record books. I mean, this is he unreal. could be benched next week, which is insane to think about. He very well could be, and it's a great problem for Bielema to have. But I it mean, is. But how 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 do you sit him? So you, that's that's your stance. You think that they should start him? Like uh, the thing is, okay. After last week, it's like yeah, he had three fantastic plays and he led led Illinois to the win. Yes, great job, but it's still all Mars team. After that, it's like, are we really going to start Altmaier again? I mean, look, it's still your team the next two to two or three years. It still is. And John Paddock only has two, maybe three games left. Villain goes to a bowl game. So that's just my thinking. You it's, don't want to. You don't want to alienate Luke, but also if he's a team player, he will understand it exactly. Right? And he and he came here to find a new home. That's what that's what yeah. he said. And coming here, and it's not like one. Uh, or just a, a few games of him getting benched. I, I I guess you can just say benched. It's not like right. that should make him want to transfer. And even if he wanted to transfer, he's not going to be willing to sit out exactly. a year when he knows that this is his team moving forward. But also, keep in mind the team you're playing next week. Yeah, keep in mind indeed. And on the road. He threw, like, they I'm, just shut I, out I Rutgers 22 0. True. So, I, I watched that game. And Rutgers, oh my Rutgers God, is a ugly. solid team, too. Their their QB play was really bad though. Oh yeah, Winslow um, was terrible. But anyway, you can't. I mean, yes, Altmyers had some accuracy problems in the past as we've seen, but you can't tell me for sure he's been a lot better. Altmyer doesn't have a game that Paddock did against Indiana because he made the throws he needed to. The play calling was just different. Think about how yeah. how much you threw. But and yeah, why is that though? Like, I, that's one thing I just didn't understand. Like, what, what, why was the playbook so much more open in this game than it was in games past? Is it is because you're playing a different style of defense, or like, I, th- I think I just, it I don't has get to it. be who you played. Because I mean, maybe it doesn't uh, either that or Barry Lunny all of a sudden just something clicked and he was like, we need to stop playing so conservative. Right. Maybe Bielema had a talk with him. Maybe you have to stop being so conservative against Minnesota. I mean, the second that you started playing well offensively, what do you do? You start throwing it sideways. You're not throwing it down the field. This entire game, you threw the ball down the field, and that's never been no. something 
And at look least what happens. in Barry Lunny's tenure, that is 507 yards and four touchdowns for your starting quarterback. Yeah, that's just not been something. And also, you're allowed to have so many yards when they have to keep going down the field. Like, you you can't, like, let's just think about that last drive when you have the lead. They weren't being aggressive, right? Yeah. That's why, that's why they gave the ball back up. They're up eight. If you actually throw the ball instead of just falling down on the ball, running the ball, not getting a first down, if you approach it the same way you did before, the game's over. There's exactly. no overtime. Yep. But that's the problem is that before, you didn't have a shootout like you had this game. Yeah. And when other teams were dominating your defense, their defenses weren't so bad as Indiana's where you could afford to have that type of play call. But you play against Iowa this next week. They're one of the better defenses. I'm not even so sure that you have much of a difference between the two that you start, except for the fact that Luke Altmaier can run the ball. That is a huge difference. If Caden Fagan is yeah. out next week, yeah. you don't want to just rely on Reggie Love being the one guy that can run. You need a quarterback who can run, which this is true. Paddock really hasn't shown that ability this yet. This is true. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. You could always start Paddock, and if he just looks like he's uncomfortable against what is a very, very, very good defense, um, by far the best defense in the West, not even close. You can't you can't really say they're better than like Michigan's or Penn State's or Ohio State's, but um, well, maybe you could. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Well, Penn State did score 31 of that defense earlier this season, so I don't know. Um, but just if John Paddock starts and he doesn't look comfortable, Altmaier's good to go, put him in. And it's it's so hard for me to think that, like, okay, I'll play I'll play both sides here. On the John Paddock side, it's like he just threw for the Memorial Stadium record. He threw for four touchdown passes, and the chemistry with the receivers just looked like it was off the charts and that they had been practicing together for, like, practicing. He's been practicing with the main unit for God knows how long. But on the other side, it's like, what if we see the John Paddock from Purdue and Penn State? Because that this is the same guy we're talking about. I mean, that John Paddock looked like he hadn't touched a football in like, I mean, I could throw better passes than what John Paddock was doing in those well, two games. Yeah, he just looked like the guy <laughs> who was advertised before that. Right. And then, like, like I said in our last podcast, after he came in in Minnesota, I was like, oh, we lost. <laughs> I mean, that was, I literally said that when he came into the game. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is make one not perfect throw. Yeah, and you lose, but he zipped that ball to Isaiah. Next All thing you three know, throws are perfect. Everything that has happened since then has felt like perfection yeah. outside of his uh, one throw that slipped off his hands. Yeah, I mean that that was just Which a that, weird that, play. That but just happens. Yeah, I mean, I guess he but, he was trying to throw it yeah. away. Anyways, but then on the side of Altmaier, because I didn't finish my point. Right, it's this has been your starting quarterback. He has progressed in each every single game. He had that one bad game against Penn State. And ever since then, I want to say he's only thrown what four interceptions. I think I think that sounds right. Um, he's improved a lot. He has. I mean, his accuracy it's still it's it's still rough. It's still rough at times. He does overthrow very often still, but he's gotten more comfortable. He's felt better in the pocket. You can tell. And like we talked about, he can run the ball. And against an Iowa pass rush that is going to really test the limits of this offensive line, you're going to want a guy who can scramble. Altmaier certainly is faster than John Paddock. We don't even have to argue that. No, and we don't. It's going to be one of those things like, look, Brett Bielema said in the press conference yesterday that it's a good problem to have. Um, I mean, he didn't really give because 
I think it was Jeremy Warner asked the question of, uh, what, what, what do you do here? Kind of thing. And, yeah. uh, Bielema, I mean, he didn't really, he kind of gave a very indecisive right, about he gave, it. The answer was very like black and gray. And so what is, what is he going to say? I mean, you can't, right? like, you, you can't, can't say anything an after that. Right. It's, you, I mean, it's, it's such a difficult, seemingly difficult choice right. that you actually have to take time. And especially also the fact that the injury for Altmaier is probably concussion related. Right. Right. That's also like, how do you even know he's going to be fully healthy? I mean, these this things, true. Te- these things tend to linger. Oh, they do. They do. So, Cause like once you get that first one, it just, it doesn't really necessarily go away, you know? Yeah. So, and he, then all of a sudden he's like one sack and a weird fall away from being out again and potentially for longer. Yeah. So if, if I were Bielema here, I understand both ways. I, ex- I do too. I personally expect him to go Luke. I, I think he's okay. one of those guys. Okay. That is not going to switch the starting job just because of an injury. Okay. That that's me personally. At, if I were Bielema, though, I'm riding with the energy. I'm riding with the momentum. Momentum's such a powerful thing in sports. So you're saying if Almeyer look doesn't look very good, then throw Paddock. In? Oh, no, I'm saying I'm saying start Paddock. Oh. Personally, I just I, okay. I I agree with some people who are saying ride the momentum because it's such it is such a I mean, powerful thing. I feel like you thing. have to. And those guys like the chemistry just looks so much better. Right. With Paddock, with those guys, and everyone just looks... Just has to be experienced, just kind of being a six-year senior. It I looks mean, it like a cohesive, a truly cohesive unit on right. offense for the first time in three years, it feels like. Like, truly cohesive. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I look better than at times DeVito did last year. <laughs> I mean, DeVito's never looked like that, so... No, I'm just saying, like, like the, the, the offense, offense looked great at times last year when it was clicking, obviously, but... It never felt like a collective yeah. effort the entire game. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, that offense underwhelmed last year a lot for a guy who oh had God, the yeah. most most yards in, uh, out of all running backs. I mean, it did. And the points, like the stats back it up. So that I, offense was underwhelming very much, to say the least. It was. It should have should have been a much more productive unit. Yeah. But now, I mean, now you have coming off a game where – the offense looked the greatest throughout the entire game that I've never I have seen ever yeah. seen. Yeah, I've, I've never seen life. the Illinois offense look better so than that. I just think you ride the wave. Yeah, I feel like personally, you have to. and if there are a few drives where you feel like he just doesn't have it, then switch to Altmaier if he's healthy. And that's still yeah. a big if with the concussion. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I mean, also like like we're talking about. I mean, how do we know for sure that? I mean, yeah, he might get cleared, which. The thing is, they expected him to be cleared on Tuesday or Wednesday this past weekend. He still was not. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, well, will he even be cleared at this point? I don't know. I mean, that's just because they, they we'll were like fully to... anticipating Altmaier to be the starting quarterback in yesterday's game. They were mm-hmm. fully anticipating that. Which I mean, at, at the time, that was like a no-brainer for me. Other people yeah. were saying start Paddock, and I was no, like, well, no. I mean, at, at that time, at that not, time, it was a small sample size. Yeah, at that because I mean. Like your like your lead said in the article we wrote, most mostly you wrote. Um, no, it was not a fluke. It certainly was not a fluke. It was nowhere near a fluke. It, it wasn't. I mean, you could look at that Minnesota drive and be like, "All right, it was just something." It's like every blind something out of a story find, tale. Every blind score took can place. Find a nut once exactly, in a while, right? exactly. But <laughs> it's 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 unbelievable. I mean. Just you know, it's, yeah. I, I want to play what uh, Paddock said uh, post game yesterday because I mean, it's it's he's just such a down to earth guy, and it's it's I, I love it. So take a listen to this. I'm just gonna let it rip. 
I hold nothing back. I'm a sixth year. I'm a walk on. Okay, I don't like. I was just like, let's go. Like, I got nothing to lose. Like, let's just have fun with it. You know, and and this school means so much to me in this uh, city. And uh, with, I got a bunch of family and friends in this stand. So I'm just, I'm, let's go. It's gonna be sick. I love that. How can you not love that guy? I mean, like, you can just tell how much he loves being here. That you can tell, like, I mean, because like we're talking about, he was a walk on here too. Yeah, and that's how awesome it's. It makes me so happy actually to see a guy get an opportunity that you not, get like secondhand happiness from looking at that guy. I mean, you just really do. Yeah. You just like feel how much he enjoys this moment. Well, and I mean, especially like we mentioned before, he had so little opportunities, and oh, to be yeah. able to take the few that he had, even at Ball State, and to really like he didn't have many here and the first few weren't promising right yeah. it's so easy just to get that opportunity and mm -hmm. then just be done mm -hmm. but he got another chance and he provided illinois fans two moments that they will never forget and now he has and, led illinois to its first winning streak of the season i mean he will forever be in the history books of illinois whether he starts next week or not <laughs> no one in like the next few two decades who follows Illinois right now will forget the name John Paddock because nope. of what we witnessed. Yeah. So I'd like to see the Memorial Stadium record get broken because I think this is going to be a thing for a while now. I do not, I don't know if I see someone passing for over five, let alone 400 yards. No, we're not going to. Anytime soon at Memorial Stadium again. I, I don't expect to witness something like that <laughs> in the near future or in a w long time. So, I mean, he's a great guy, as you heard. Um, at the press conference after the game, he was talking about it and. I love answers like this, and yes, I, I don't know if he was being completely authentic, but uh, he was like, I don't care if I throw for two yards, to be frank with you. I just care that we got the win. He was like, I'm, awesome. he was, I'm, I'm a very awesome. firm believer in that at the end of the day, the quarterback position is evaluated by one number, and that's the win and loss column. <laughs> Damn straight. I mean... Like that's that's I I know that any guy is going to say a that humble to, answer to to be seen as humble, but I the way he said it, it sounded like he was being authentic, and yeah. the way he talked about his relationship with some of the other guys, with Isaiah Williams, I mean, it really sounds like he has something special going here, what seemingly out of nowhere. So, it's, it's yeah, just, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> it's unfathomable. It's it's out straight out of a movie. I, yeah. I mentioned that in my article. Yeah. It's like a yeah. storybook almost. Why, why not continue it and see if you can actually have that storybook ending, which, by the way, uh, we won't go too much more into football, but I do want to point out the scenario. Oh, boy. Here yeah, we go. I know. You hate yeah. it. You hate it. Yeah. The scenario but it exists. that Illinois still has at three and four in the Big Ten it's West actually to ridiculous. win it's the division. It's so dumb. It's so, so dumb. There's go a five-way tie <laughs> at second place in the Big Ten West at three and four. And all teams are five and five. Yes, all five <laughs> oh teams are God. five and five. Let's let's what let's, is this let's division, give another applause. Man. Let's give another applause. No, for the, no, that the should that should be the womp womp it's, womp. It's like a it's a sarcastic applause. Sorry, <laughs> you, would you rather me play the sad trombone? No, you you already, you already played the clapping sound, so it's okay, fine. Okay, fine, it's fine. I like fine. playing them. Um, so Iowa seems to have the commanding lead, but the yeah, key one more thing win is does that it yeah, all they have to do next week it's on the line, which means that they're not going to hold anything back. They are 5-2. and two. There are five teams at 3-4, and four, and then Purdue's at the bottom. The only team who is not bowl eligible. Also, I got to say, I'm really impressed with Northwestern. I don't, like, 
Remember the first game of the season they played Indiana I th- I and thought it's, they were Nebraska going, and it's they, like they lost to Rutgers. I think it was twenty four zero. And it's like this might be the worst team in Power Five. Yeah, it probably is. Is what we were saying at the time, but because they were last year. Yeah, like I, I would I say, I would say they were worse than Colorado. Give the interim the job. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I just, Anyways, it, I disrupted your point. So yeah. go on with the whole um, scenario I, since I, we have to talk about it. <laughs> I feel like we should. You know, only two games left. Yeah. Um, so Illinois. Has to win out, obviously. They have to beat Iowa, and then they have to beat Northwestern, which, as you mentioned, is going to be a tough one because so, yeah, it they will be. have turned everything on they somehow. took it to Wisconsin. I mean, they beat Wisconsin yeah. 25-10. So you need Iowa to lose both games, and then you win the tiebreaker against them. But right. you also have to have all these other teams. Minnesota could go 2-0. and It doesn't matter. You have the tiebreaker over yep. them as long as you go 2-0. and Yep. Nebraska has to go 1-1. and Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, they play Iowa in that last game? Yes. Yes. So you need Nebraska to lose this upcoming week and then yeah. beat Iowa. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, obviously, the tiebreaker lost there. So they would beat you, Nebraska. So they would beat Nebraska. So you need Wisconsin to beat Nebraska, Nebraska to beat Iowa. Minnesota Iowa, to beat Wisconsin. <laughs> Minnesota to beat Wisconsin. It's a lot. Yeah. But it's not without, like, outside of the realm of possibility. I'm not getting any hope. But like it's funny that this scenario it's hilarious could play that out. you can actually talk about and the fact that it actually exists. Like if if Iowa beats Illinois this upcoming weekend, Iowa is the Big Ten West champion. Yeah, one more win and they are officially the champion. They've already clinched a share of it. Yeah, them. and their their defense is is legit. Um, but they I mean, still the, haven't the, the, they still haven't hit three hundred twenty five points though this year, and they're not even anywhere near it either. No, still. they're not going to get. I it. think they just surpassed two hundred with the twenty two yesterday. So yeah, I mean we'll we'll talk about it in our. Um, yeah, our lead up, but will. I'm very interested to see the dynamic of this horrible Illinois defense against a horrible Iowa. Also, offense. by the way, the over under set for 29 and a half right now. It's probably not going to get up there. <laughs> like they keep on finding a way to get lower than the actual uh, insanely low over under. So that's yeah. a great win by Illinois. Uh, Fantastic, completely unexpected in the John way it Paddock, happened. John Paddock, you are, have a day, dude. you are officially going to be known to Illinois fans forever. And I'm never for, gonna forget that name. I know you won't either, Noah. But I will not. John, John Paddock. John Paddock's name is going to go down in the record books here in Champaign, and it already has. It literally already has. So, with that being said, that it has five and five, one one away from a bowl game. You got two. You got two games to try and do so. Let's head to New York City or it's, Charlotte, North Carolina. It's like it's it's back in your hands. The season is yeah. is salvageable once again. And just think if so you would have. No, Wisconsin. no, 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 no. <laughs> I will not okay. hear that. Hoops I hate, football. I hate the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Anyway, basketball. Number 25 ranked team is not looking like the number 25 ranked team. But so, something I kind of, I, I didn't expect it to look them to look this hey, rough in the I'll first say, few games. I called but, a really entertaining game Friday night. That's all I'll say. I, I, you did. It was a really entertaining game. And so, I, I directed the broadcast as well. I, I feel sure like did. overall, uh, obviously, there are a few things we won't go into. Yes, you know what I'm referring bet, to. Yes, but I know exactly overall, what you are. the broadcast quality was pretty good. Yeah. The basketball yeah. was not as well. No, no. Um, Illinois but only they, won. They, they, played when, they played their best when they really needed to, and it was down the stretch. I mean, they only allowed two Oakland field goals in the final 10 minutes of the game. That's impressive. Yes. The the defense that's really a good team. the defense really clutched up. And yeah, yeah this is an Oakland team. Uh, Illinois wins sixty four to fifty three, yeah. by their, the way. Their coach, Greg Campy, it was his fortieth it is his fortieth season as head coach of the program. Yeah. And and this team 
is by no means a pushover. It's I a mean, veteran they, team. They, they were have leading, shooters all over the board. They were leading yeah. Ohio State for the over 30 they minutes. They should have won that game. Yeah, they were leading for over 30 yeah. minutes, uh, but Ohio State pulled away late. And that's something Illinois did. It was tied at 48. Yeah. Illinois goes on a 16-0 run, and then Oakland scores the last five. But mm-hmm. they went on an 8-0 run in the first minute and a half. Underwood had to call a timeout. Yep. They made and their was, first three shots, two and or threes. Was, and I was like, what just happened? This actually, it screamed March to me. Like, the way they were playing at the beginning was the way that kind of like the Chattanooga some game. underdog teams. Well, I... I Yes, just because Illinois was involved, but it just it had that Chattanooga feeling. Was you know what I'm not saying? Not a good Cinderella no, team. No, no, no. But the way Oakland started that game, I was like, "Wow, this this feels like watching mm-hmm. one of those teams that goes on a Cinderella run." Yeah. Granted, it was a minute and a half, and they didn't really show that the rest of the game. Illinois really tightened up on D. Um, did not make a three in the first half. Nope. Oh for six. Good but they Lord. made three in the second half. They were three for I want to say twelve. They finished three for twelve in the game. So they were three yeah. for six in the second half. Or it was four for 16. Four for 16, yeah. So they um, yeah, they made four in the second half. Terrence made two. Um, Quincy Gary and Marcus Damask Gary had the other Demask. two. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if <laughs> really big uh, congrats to Gary. Yeah, by no, the that, way, that, his, that was uh, awesome. That was awesome. His daughter was born the day before, or was it a few days before? Uh, the day before, yeah, day before. Just, just to think, I mean, clearly his fiance uh, is a team player. Yeah. Because... Yeah. She clearly saw that he needed to play on Friday and was mm-hmm. like, I just, we, we, we have to have her born day before. Yeah. No, that, um, that was, that was really cool. Gary Brad Underwood. that game. Yeah. Brad Underwood was saying how cool it was in his post game. Yeah. Press conference. Awesome. Like that, awesome, but, awesome for him. But no, he played yeah. a great game. He had a double, double, um, new dad energy, huh? 13. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. 13 points, 10 rebounds, uh, five for nine shooting. So, yeah. um, he, that's stepped a pretty up. efficient game. If you ask me. He stepped up when they needed him. Sure did. Um, and, you know, Shannon looked really off most of that game. I mean, I know the yeah. stats probably don't show it. He was way out of control. Yeah, he was. A lot of that game. But he made a few threes. But, I mean, he, he had it. the three-pointer that iced the uh, iced the game. And I got to say, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I thought I did a pretty nice job in the call of it. So, What did you say exactly? I said, Terrid Shannon Jr. might have just iced that one. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I didn't hear that part, but oh, I, I, I can I can pull it up if you would really like me to. You basically just reenacted it. I think we're good. Oh, he's pulling it up. Okay, fine, fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Whatever. We we don't need to. But um, <laughs> the Illini get a win. They're two and zero. It didn't look good. I'm a little concerned because this is what I think about what I've seen the past two games. I don't think it's a good team playing really poorly. I think it might be just a mediocre team playing normally. Like I like when they were playing poorly, hmm. I wasn't looking at it and thinking, "Wow, they're just playing so much worse than they should be." Like cuz like whenever they were getting buckets, it just didn't look that smooth. Like yeah. it looked so smooth against Kansas. It did. I, I just don't is like, it just the fact that they're playing competition that they know they should beat and they're just like kind of lollygagging through it? Hey, I think Marquette is going to be the game where you really find out who this team is. Yeah, it's a regular season game against the number 5 team in the country. So, Brandon Marquette might be a little highly ranked. Well, and also Kolick is um, potentially. Oh, Kolick! I mean, he's he's he, going to be. Well, he got injured last game. Uh, we don't know how if that'll keep him out. Is what I'm saying. Oh, that's right, he did. So, huh? We'll 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 see about that. The um, women's team lost to Marquette on the road. Yeah, so they did. Maybe the men can return the favor on Tuesday. Well, I, I they got to get revenge from a couple of years ago. That's true. So that game. Made me Which, furious. The Gavit games are weird because, like, Illinois didn't play a Big East team last year, and now they're playing Marquette again this year. 
So I'm not really too sure like yeah. how the know, games man. work. I mean, I know the Big East only has 11 and Big Ten has 14, which is about to become 18. But yeah, but anyway, Illini, we definitely have adjusted our expectations after yeah. these first two games. Yeah, I just I, I told you this before we started the podcast. I think this is, could be a team that plays down to the competition and then up to it. I've, I'll, I can see it. Because, I mean, I mean we, we already have. <laughs> I, I guess it's a pretty easy assumption to make when that's all they've done in the past three games. Yeah. I mean, like, Kansas. look, in, in that game against Oakland, they truly show they're by far the better team Yeah, down the stretch. I mean, if they're they're playing lockdown defense, and they didn't let Oakland do anything. Because, I mean, Oakland's a team who looks for threes first. And I, Greg Campy, their coach, literally told me that in, our, in the pre-production meeting I had with them. Yeah. They look for threes first. And that's not usually the case with the team. But when they had they have shooters who can certainly make them, Jack Golke, a guy who is a I think he was a fifth I think he's a fifth year and he transferred over from Hillsdale College, which is in, which is in division two, I believe. And he was like the he was like the first team all Midwest collegiate athletic conference or whatever yeah. it was called. And you know, shot just only 18 threes in yeah, his first yeah. game. Six <laughs> for eighteen against Ohio State. He only goes two for I believe it was six. And Greg Campy said he yep. wants him shooting 15 threes a game. Okay. Yeah. Um, and their guy, Blake Lantman, who he is, is also a knockdown shooter, Greg Campy wanted him shooting 10 threes in the game. I can't remember. I think he only got like four up. So Campy is an interesting guy. He I, is. I, I, will, I will say that. And also, big shout out to Jordan Adams. Greg Campy spills his water bottle. <laughs> Great. We made it on no ever. context college basketball. That's right, we did. Um, that and was I, so fun. I quote tweeted that on that was so uh, on Twitter that and was awesome. shouted out Jordan. That was awesome. That was great um, having that moment. But yeah, and I'll just say one more thing about that. You need, like, if you're going to beat teams consistently, and look good. Yeah, you need your stars For to sure. play good. I mean, sure. th- think about against Kansas, how good Shannon looked. Oh yeah, how good Hawkins looked. Yeah, those two guys. Hawkins had thirteen, I think. Shannon had 28, I know that, but Hawkins, I believe, had either 13 or 14. Yeah, he was, like, right over 10. Like, he had the he had, double figures. He was confident. Yeah, yeah, he was. He just wasn't against Oakland. I mean, Which, I mean, like, his, his six points, I mean, like, I believe it was six. It was eight. It eight. was eight, okay. Six of his eight points were shots made inside the paint, which I like to see, or at I mean, least around it. You can't but. have one of your star players attempting five shots. No, no. That's not something, and not a single three-pointer. Attempted. I, I think we, we keep going back to this. Is this the Coleman Hawkins of old or is it just Coleman Hawkins? It's just Coleman Hawkins. Yeah. I think I like, yeah. I, I'm not seeing any improvements consistently. Like you'll, you'll see a game like the beginning of last year looked like him playing against Kansas. Yeah. He had 23 he starts, points against uh, Eastern Illinois last yeah, year. He starts the year making five threes and, and a had, half. Yeah. That was crazy. In, in that game. Yeah. And then he comes back this year and is firing on, on all cylinders. Just no doubt against Dickinson, which sometimes some of those shots are ill-advised, but I yeah. love that he has confidence. Right. You're one of the best players on this team. The team will not succeed if you're not aggressive, no. constantly aggressive. Some Hawkins d- needs to be a like a 10-10 and 10 type guy. Yeah, you, you can't just have him sit there and just, like, he just doesn't look like he wants to score. No, he doesn't. That's, just, the, that's the problem. You can't have that Coleman Hawkins if you're going to be a, a really good tournament team. No. No, you need Coleman Hawkins to play the stretch four position, not just the stretch position. <laughs> yeah. So the key word is forward, and he's a 6'11 guy who pretty much acts like a shooting guard who's like 5'11. He yeah. acts like he's a foot smaller than how tall he actually is. 
at times. Mm. And it's like, dude, come on. Well, yeah, and, and, like on top of that, he's getting bodied in the paint at times. Uh, he's not. He's not the biggest guy. Yeah, I mean, Dane Danger and yeah. Monty Hansberry I mean, could just certainly stretch take. Fours aren't exactly meant to be. No, no, not by any but means. Offensively, but, you, you know, got to be aggressive. Just, if you're man. the starting. If you're the starting center, I guess so to say, in a lineup, because that, that's what that's what Brad's been doing. He's been bringing Dane off the bench lately, which I, I don't mind the starting lineup. I think I think it's fine. It's just who is going to be like? Are you expecting Ty Rogers to kind of mix in the paint more than Coleman Hawkins? I don't know. It's just it's you, weird. You need when you don't have a point guard who can shoot the ball. Yeah, that, that's that's you trouble. need these other guys to shoot. Yeah, you you only attempted six threes in the first half. That would be great if you were actually finding success inside, which they were right. not. No, no, they were twenty eight to twenty seven in halftime. Yeah, and that's that is not good. That's not what you want no, at all. Not so, at all. I just I want to see it an aggressive Coleman Hawkins. You don't need twenty eight from Terrence every game. No, but he has to look better than he did there, and maybe you steal a win against Marquette on uh, at home. We'll see. Yeah. Well. Um, I mean, it is Tuesday night, 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Are you uh, are you going? I think I am, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're actually writing the game, I, I think. Yes, so that's right. I'll be, I'll be with you, but um, yeah. Sh- should be a fun atmosphere. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Do you want to predict it? Woo! All right. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because um, they, they've started out 2-0, and I want to say they... I can't remember who they've beaten. They haven't played like anyone significant yet. Yeah, I really haven't done a whole lot of research, so... Everyone, take this prediction with a grain of salt, please. <laughs> it's just more for fun. Um, I think that... Yeah, Northern watching, Illinois and Ryder are the two teams they've beaten, so... Yeah, whatever. Um, I, obviously, a lot of it depends on if Kolek is playing. Yep. I think that if Illinois... If Kolek is playing, I think Illinois wins. If, if Kolek he, is playing... If he's not playing, I think they lose. Huh. Remember how I just said that Illinois plays down to their competition? I mean, and might I, play up to it. <laughs> I'm gonna ride that theme. That's kind of, okay. All right. Because okay. why not? Right. All right. Sure. Sure. I'll I'll say you know what? Let's just assume he plays for now. Yeah. Um, I think the Illini will win. Keep in mind, Cam Jones, one of their guys they have is a he's a baller too. So that's right. Yes. Yeah. Cam Jones is him. really good too. Um, I'll, I'll say Illinois wins uh, 76 to 72. Ooh, okay. Have it feel like kind of a uh, another March atmospherist type game. I can see sure. it. I'll. Uh, this is such a hard one to predict because I want to play the optimist so badly, but I just don't know. It's because Marquette is a damn good team, and Shaka Smart is a very good basketball coach. Not in March, so Brad Underwood and Shaka Smart same <laughs> share the same problems in March, but um, I think. Just because of the fact Illinois is going to be looking for some revenge. Well, wait. I mean, the only guy on the team still from that game a couple years ago is just Coleman Hawkins, isn't it? Everyone else is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Coleman Hawkins will be looking for some revenge. So maybe he'll score uh, 10 points this time. <laughs> <laughs> he'll show no. them. No, I, I think this is going to be a really good game for Terrence. I think this is going to be a game where he kind of really shows who he is. Very similar to Kansas. Um, he's going to be locked in. I, I want to say that regardless of Coley plays or not, I think Illinois is going to win. And we'll, we'll say, I, I, I'm not really going to give an in-depth analysis, but I'll say Illinois 71, Marquette 64. Okay. Yeah. 
Defense right. gets it done for Illinois, and they are able to take down the Golden Eagles of Marquette from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All Avenge right. the women's team. Please do. We're hoping. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, thank you for listening, and we will be back later in the week to preview the game in Iowa and to recap the basketball game against Marquette. We'll see you then.